0: log Talk
1: Radio Welcome. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly
2: Show Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show Where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I wanna say happy Thursday to you guys out there. And if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio Network, uh, who is our official sponsor. And so we thank you guys for joining us this evening. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited because I told you we're gonna kick off. 2018 in a great and a marvelous way and we are indeed and tonight you guys we welcome a new guest she's new uh this is her first time on the show with us so i always love when we have new fresh guests um joining us and so tonight you guys we are welcoming Arthur Sonia buster young Uh, She's coming on this evening, and we're going to be talking about her book entitled Every Blue Moon, Living Beyond the Pain. And so um, in this book, um, Sonya is very open and very transparent about um, numerous things um, that took place within her her own personal life um, that she has chosen to share uh, with the world by putting it into a book. And so I'm not going to spoil the details. I'm going to allow her to tell you guys um, all about those things and more uh, briefly here in the uh, show. And so tonight, if you have a question or a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Uh, call in with your questions or comments, or as many of you like to do, you can hit me up on Facebook, at Bianca Fly, and send me your questions or comments in the inbox and I'll be happy to share those and ask those questions live here on the show tonight, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pay a few bills uh, from another one of our official sponsors. Um, this one is Ambient Records. You guys can check them out on Facebook. Uh, this uh, company has been developed and molded by no other than amazing music composer, Stephen Jerome Ferguson, Um, and he has created Ambient Records, Um, and so they are always looking for new artists, um, poets, musicians, you name it, so they have a lot of amazing artists coming out this year. Uh, with some awesome music so you guys beat store for that and you can go and check them out at ambiencerecords.com you guys and so we're going to take a little break and then we're going to welcome our special guest of the evening you guys sonya young right here on the beautiful butterfly show
3: There is a musical revolution coming, a mixture of jazz, soul, and funk. spoken one Mr arrest Aday. a day
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm Bianca Fly. Joining us this evening, you guys, we are welcoming author Sonia Buster Young, you guys, and she is joining us as we talk about her book, Every Blue Moon, uh, Living Beyond the Pain. And so we're excited to have her on the show this evening, you guys, and so we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the special guest of the hour on here, Sonia Hello. Hi, are you there?
0: Yes, I am. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, and thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely my pleasure. Definitely appreciate you joining us this evening. And so, um, Sonya for the folks out here, Um, This may be their first time uh, getting to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Sonya Young?
0: Well, um, sometimes I tell people that I'm still trying to figure that out.
4: Um, (laughs) But for the
0: most, really, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's a transformation, and um, and with life, you discover um, different levels of who you are. Um, My only goal is to um, become um, better, to be wiser, to be smarter. It'd be nice if I could be younger, um, but that doesn't seem <laughs> to be happening. But nonetheless, um, I am—I I consider myself just—just um, just your everyday person. Um, yeah. um, I've been in ministry um, for many years. I'm a mother, a brand new grandmother. Um, I love to write, um, and again, I love ministry. And I think my greatest passion is—is um, is is helping those, um, um, that need help the most, Mm -hmm. um, the ones that are cast aside, the ones that are misunderstood. Um, and, um, and I don't consider myself a complicated person. Um, but I do somewhat consider myself somewhat of an enigma, um, because again, I still haven't figured myself out yet, but it seems to be working for me because I keep people on their toes. Um, so, um, you know, um, Never been one to kind of toot my own horn Um, I live day by day And um, And this has not always been my stance Because life changes you um, Life transforms you And sometimes you never become Who you are um, Until sometimes you've reached The deepest of valleys um, And it is then where you discover Your true self And so Uh um, I am still on that that discovery um and it has been um an exciting one um a surprising one, um but I refuse to give up um right. and other than that, it's just I'm just like your everyday person um because I've always wanted to be relatable, and
2: that's what's absolutely. most important to me mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah. and for, and i and I love what you said, you know still discovering you know who you are, I think a lot of times. Um, you know, for many of us growing up, we believed, oh, when you when you turn 21 or when you turn 18, you know who you are. You know, you're supposed to be um, like, okay, I know who I am now, but it's really a process every day um, of getting to know who you are, the things you like, the things you dislike, uh, the things that you've grown, grown away from. So it it might be uh, things that you did ten years ago that you don't do today, you know. And so it's always good to be in that process where we learn and grow uh, continuously.
0: And absolutely, and you know, and one thing, um, well, we may not be delving into the book right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the um, I don't want to call it a rude awakening. Um, But it was kind of rude to me um, because, you know, no one told me. um, But to to have loss, um, to have unexpected loss, um, Mm -hmm. you start to say, you start to question, you know, who am I? And I remember posting something or writing something in my book, and it's like I'm trying to find myself. um, You know, if you should run into me before I get back, could you please wait for me to return or tell me to wait? And so Mm -hmm. it's... it is it's just, it's a journey of self discovery but to some degree it's somewhat of a relief because we all feel like if we're not this by this age this you know i'm 49 years old and this is the first time i've written a book and um and um and sometimes we can just put these time limits on 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 life but again life circumstances change you and it's just a matter of can you transform or how do you transform um, is not change. It's transformation um, because Absolutely. I believe God makes us who we are. Um, and basically what his job is, is to transform us into what he intended us to be in the first place. And that Absolutely. happens when we experience his life ups, downs, good, bad, whatever those are. Yes.
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: And for you, um, in the process um, of dealing with a sudden loss. And before we get into that, what was it um, that made you want to decide to share, you know, such personal inside details on that journey? Because a lot of times when we have um, suffered a loss, let's deal with it internally. And so people never know, how we're feeling day by day, what we're going through, because, you know, we're putting on that smile, we're putting on that face, and people thinking, oh, she's okay, you know, this and that and the third. So what compelled you to say, you know what, I I have a a story and this journey that I want to be able to share with others?
0: Um, It was not um, intentional. Um, You know, I um, shared that – um I was um a pastor's wife um mm-hmm. and during that season in my life I lost my twin sister born mm-hmm. 2 minutes apart and during that period of time she was a member and um and I remember you know playing that first lady role and um and I'm like okay son you're the first lady you've got to be strong mm-hmm. and you know be right. an example to everybody and you know fake it until you make it and um mm-hmm. And so I remember when my sister shared a story, and I'm just like, okay, so um, I'm gonna go go ahead and shift to the first lady mode because I just can't handle being your twin sister right now. And so I said all the right things, and we'll get through this, and Mm
4: -hmm, blah mm -hmm.
0: blah blah. blah. And um, but then I, you know, went to my car and cried half to death, and it's like, you know, I'm not okay with this, and I can't do this thing. I can't do this first lady. This is my sister. Mm-hmm. And um, and it wasn't until I realized that I had not breathed that um, that I I couldn't I I couldn't do it anymore I I could not do it, it was hindering my healing and it was at that point where I just said um or maybe even God got to me got me to that point mm-hmm. that I kept having a few slip ups um I, right not sure if this is the Ray to show or not, but I'm not gonna indulge oh, no, that.
1: Fine. But um you know, so,
0: <laughs> someone asked me one day, you know, she was like, um, you know, it was a few months after my sister had passed and again, um, grew up together two minutes apart and she was like, Hi, you know, hi first lady and I'm like, Hi and um and so, you know, with the fake smile she's like, So how are you? And I'm like, two weeks after my sister passed and I'm like, How the um how do you think I'm doing <laughs> and i just kind of toned it down yeah. you know um and the the word almost slipped out and it's like why am i doing this and and mm-hmm. what i realized is that at the end of the day i had to go home and deal with that and so um it just i think god just got me to a point to where it's like i i i just couldn't do it anymore i could not do it and it was killing me on the inside and I was feeling shame because I felt I'm the co-pastor. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to encourage others. But but what happens when I need it? And um and faking it too long was not only tearing at me emotionally, it started having a physical effect on me. Um, I didn't know what a panic attack was until I had one and had to call my mm-hmm. husband and say, can you come get me off the highway? And he wow. was like, why? I'm like, I don't know, just come get me, and um, and don't know where it came from. But, again, just some things that occurred, and, um, and I just had to um, immediately just say, I can't do this anymore, and I had to care enough about myself because I had a daughter who was looking up to me, and I had to allow myself to take care of myself. And I had to do it for me. I couldn't do it for other people. I had to do it for me because it really was a matter of life or death and um And the minute I took on that role and decided to say, "Sonia, guess what? It is okay to do you, and if you can't be healthy, then you will be no good to the people to whom God has chosen you, and you need to be vulnerable because guess what? There'll bet you eighty people." Who are feeling just like you're feeling, but you're sitting absolutely. up here acting like you're okay, and they can't absolutely. relate to that. And then, absolutely, yeah.
4: So,
2: yeah. <laughs> One of those things of 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 going through that process, and you mentioning <clears throat> being a first lady, and uh, you know everybody, you know, wants that la- first lady always have it together. You know, always to be on point, always to to have it together no matter the situation, and so. When that moment first hit you um, with the loss of your sister, what was one of the first things that came to your mind? Because as you mentioned, you know, being two minutes apart, you know, that's extremely close. And so, you know, what was your first initial reaction on how should I cope? How do I cope with this? How do I, I handle this?
0: Oddly enough, um, my sister was um she lived with me until oh, she Wow, passed. okay. And um and she um hospice was in at home. And mm-hmm. um and oddly enough, um she she was very different than me. She um mm-hmm. it was like this is my life and mm-hmm. I really don't care what none of you think about it <laughs> and um and she really didn't. And I remember yeah. one day, and I was like, it was Thanksgiving, and, th- and that was the day that she announced she wasn't going to have chemo anymore. I was upset. Mm. I was mad. I was angry. And, um, and, um, and I remember coming into her room, and I'm, like, crying. I'm like, well, sister, um, is there anything I can get for you? And she's like, um, can you get me something to drink? I'm like, sure, what do you want? She's like, can you get me a glass of wine? I'm like, Tanya, seriously. And she gave me this look <laughs> like you. You get the wine, or we gonna have I will take all these tubes out, and I'll get it myself. And right. anybody who knew my sister, know I did the right thing. But yeah. I think I I kind of came to the realization. Um, I, you know, I I can't say that there was this defining moment. It was just,
2: right.
0: um, you can get to a point where, and I remember my husband would preach a sermon. You get to a breaking point. And and, and and you have to just make these decisions. And then when you lose people or when you're losing someone, your priorities change. The things that right. used to be important, they don't become important mm-hmm. anymore. Because when right. I knew that my sister only had two months to live, I could care less what anybody thought. thing that right. was important to me was these last two months I had with my sister. And if anyone didn't understand it, and if they thought I needed to be at church and, and teaching this and teaching that, they should be very careful about sending me a note, a letter, or calling me because I'm not quite sure <laughs> what may have come out of my mouth. But I had to right. be selfish enough to say this. And what I knew is at the end when my sister, when that nurse knocked on my door and said, it is time, I um, am grateful that after she passed, I did not have to live with the guilt of having to fall prey to
2: what they
0: say I needed to be doing. But my sisters could say, my twin was by my side when I gave my last breath. I could live with that. I could not have lived with not being there for her. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and Mm -hmm. it it is one of those things that will always stick with you because you – People. we hear about people saying, well, I, you know, close to them, you know, passes away. People have those moments. Well, I wish I would have done X, Y, Z. I wish I would have said, I wish I would have spent a little more time, you know, with individual. And once they're gone, you know, that's something you can't get back. So the fact that you were able to be in that moment, you know, and say, "Hey, I don't care, you know, what else whatever else going on right now, this is where I need to be, this is where my focus is." And you know, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to say that because you know, we're we're so used to being in the hustle and bustle of things and and trying to be, you know, in a thousand places, you know, at one time. And so a lot of times um God gives us that message and directs us and says, "This is where you need to be." This is where your focus needs to be, you know all this other stuff that can wait it'll handle itself, but you know this is where you need to be and that place was you know with your sister.
0: position should never be more important than
1: purpose right.
0: never right. never never be more important than purpose and um and again, um I have to acknowledge and realize that no one knows the relationship we share with each other. All I knew is that I knew what my sister needed. I knew what I needed. Um, And it it made me laugh a little bit because I remember the hospice nurse was in there. My husband was a preacher. I was a first lady. And I remember they called the chaplain in. It's like, do you mind if we call the chaplain in? And I'm sitting up there being Miss high and mighty. It's like, Oh no, he doesn't have to come. Me and my husband are pastors. And the woman Mm. shut me down. She's like, um, This is not for you, ma'am. This is for us. She said Mm -hmm. every day we have to sit and watch these people die. And from that point on, that chaplain was invited in my house every time he wanted to come in there. And I had even become so selfish thinking that I had it all together that I failed to remember that the people who were caring for my sister needed help as much, and they had no relationship with her
1: whatsoever.
0: Uh, whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. So life will humble you. Yes. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Do you think that sometimes um, being a pastor or being a first lady, you may have the tendency to feel that, Well, I can do these things for myself as, you know, as if, you know, okay, I'm a pastor, so I I wouldn't need, you know, somebody else to come in here and pray or I wouldn't need somebody to help me deal with this situation because I'm supposed to be able to do this. You know, this is what I do. I help other people who are going through those times. So do you think, you know, people who have the title of pastor and first lady oftentimes may feel that they don't have to seek the counsel? of people outside.
0: I don't think that they believe that they don't have to. I just think mm -hmm. they choose not to.
5: Right. Um, Right.
0: One thing I was blessed with is a very wise husband, um, who could read me and, um, and there was nothing I could get over on him. Um, and I, and, I, and I wish I and, – and there is this stigma that comes your family, and, and there's this rule. Don't tell – you can't tell the church people that you're having problems. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. talk to them about – you can't have a friend at the church right. because right. that might, you know, disrupt your leadership. These are people that look right. up to you, and then you're going to turn around and say, hey, I'm your leader, and I need help. And so basically it's an inward struggle, and, um, which is why that one-on-one with God is so vital. But I do believe it is very important that you have someone. If it is not, the, the ideal would be your husband or your wife or your partner. Right. But if you do okay. not have that person, you need someone. And even if that someone is a counselor, the ones that you pay for. You need something because you can't, you know, they said two are better than one. It is true. Two are better than one. Um, and I didn't realize the impact of everything that I was carrying, even after, again, I lost my husband too, um, unexpectedly. Um, it's odd because, um, he was in the hospital. He was supposed to come home on Tuesday and, um, he passed away Saturday, and the news um, had it on the television stations before he could even before it could even mm. be told to his church members.
1: Oh wow!
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow. That wasn't fun, and because um, he was kind of high profile, and so even that unexpected loss, and so um, again. This journey for me has been uh, um, unpredictable. Um, right. It has been difficult. Um, it has been, um, wow, well, I, I, you know, I will consult Webster to see if they've created a new word for <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because each day brings something new and my motto which is very cliché is i literally can only do one day at a time i literally i can do one day at a time and basically i have this rule that says i don't make um i don't make plans i don't make promises cuz 9 times out of 10 i will end up breaking both
4: right.
0: and that is yep. only because i know i know where i am you know it, it'll be 2 years january 16th i lost my husband and I know wow. I'm not there yet, but I do know yeah. I'm on my way and I'm a far, long, you know, I'm a much further than I was because I was, um, I didn't really seek help until I found myself in the house on Thursday when I get off work. And I wouldn't get out of bed until Monday when I had to mm-hmm. go to work and that became normal. And I'm like, something's got to give. I can't do this. Wow. I have a daughter. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and it's a total surrender. It's um, uh, prayer, please, won't happen. <laughs> I think I gave God, yeah. it's like a fist bump. It's like, what's up, what's up? And he's like, son, you want to talk? Nope. Yeah, you know, I love you, God. We good. Just can we talk later, like next year? Um, because I just didn't quite understand him. Right. I, I knew he loved me. I just didn't know what to say to him, and I don't think okay. I wanted to know what he had to say to me. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. What was the yes. the time span between the loss of your sister and the loss of your husband?
0: It was pretty long. Um, my sister yeah. passed away 2009. Okay. Um, unfortunately, she passed away three days before we would have celebrated our 41st birthday. Oh, Her wow. wake- was on her wake was on our birthday, and mm-hmm. the funeral was the day after our birthday. Wow. suffice it to say, um I didn't celebrate a birthday that year, and yeah. um the and I know that there's a gap because that's initially where I wanted this book to start, but it right. wasn't until I lost my husband that I realized I had not healed from her loss mm-hmm. because I had spent four years acting like I was okay. Yeah. And it wasn't until the writing of his book that I realized I had to reconcile because um what people may not understand in the twin relationship, when I say my sister was the other part of me, I was the um I was the one side, she was the other. I I might have been right. the soft spoken one. She was I would beat you down. I loved her right. but she will beat you down. <laughs> um right. she completed me. So I lost that half of me But I had my husband To help me through it When I right. lost my husband I lost the other half of me So when mm-hmm. both of them were gone I'm like I have nothing left right. Who am I And And um, and depression set in Difficult um, I shared Well I didn't share It's like I never wanted to die um, But living was difficult It was very difficult. And I knew I would never do anything like that because I would never leave my daughter in that kind of pain. But they were very, Mm -hmm. I had some very, very difficult times where I did not believe. I said, I'm not going to make it. I'm not. You know, I was married to my husband for 15 years. You know, Mm -hmm. he was my life, he was my world. Ministry was my life. And when the pastor leaves, and then you wonder, I don't have a purpose anymore. My, he was my purpose. Now what do I do? I have right. nothing anymore. And then to have to recreate all over again, um, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not awesome. easy, but it's doable.
2: Absolutely. Yes,
0: um,
2: one of our questions um comes from um, Tammy uh, from Dallas, Texas. Uh, She wants to know, after dealing with so much um, and having those moments on questioning why things happen, how have you strived to restore your faith in God? Because I know you mentioned you had those moments where, you know, you were kind of giving God, you know, the fist bump and, 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 you know, we'll, we'll have this talk mother um, So how do you manage to, or how are you managing now uh, to restore uh, your faith?
0: Um, I don't, one thing I think I have learned is that um, it has to start with God. Your relationship okay. has to start with him. It cannot yeah. start with church. It cannot start with religion. Because at the time, I didn't want to do church. I didn't like religion. Um, imagine how difficult it is to walk into the church where your husband's the one who stood on that pulpit. And every Sunday you went in, he was not there. Every Sunday you went in, he was not there. He was not on vacation. He was not coming back. You would never hear his voice. And I'm supposed to walk in church. And I even had a few people who might have been discouraged only because they didn't understand and who said she should be here. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I didn't hear them say that. But I didn't get angry because I believe they were hurting too. Because they, um, it was on the news and if and i didn't watch the news story of his passing until a year after cuz it was on channel 6 channel 8 channel 12 and when i looked at the faces of all those people who were like this is a lie you're lying we just saw him what do you mean pastor's gone you know and um
1: right.
0: and when it came to that i had to when it got to a point to where I couldn't do anything for myself anymore, I could not pray, I could not read my Bible, I didn't want to read my Bible. My all of my habits changed. I went to God. Mm-hmm. I went from gospel to gangster rap, and I am not exaggerating.
2: Wow! Because wow!
0: Because I wanted I wanted to dis I wanted to disassociate myself from anything that reminded yeah. me of the life that I had. I did. I mean, I went Beyonce all the way, you know. <laughs> and, and 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 I love her. I do. I do love her. I still have her CD. But it was like, I can't do this. Christian Jesus, um, Jesus will fix it because He ain't fixed nothing <laughs> for me yet. You know, but Jesus, I, I I said, God, I know I'm saying a lot of stuff. I do love you, and I know that you know I love you. You know I'm just vending right now, but yeah. I totally, sh- you know, I, I tried to run from anything that reminded me of the life I had with, I, I think I went about eight months, and I didn't go to, I went to church sometimes, and yeah. most of the time I couldn't make it through. And, you know, it's like, look at y'all. He's like, Yup, praise the Lord. No, you praise him. That was mm-hmm. really how I felt. I did yeah. love him. But it's like, I'm not where you are right now. It's like, <laughs> he was my husband. He was my pastor. I've lost my husband. I've lost my pastor. I've lost my support. I've lost the one person that believed in me. I've lost right. everything. When I go right. home Sunday, we are not going to watch the Dallas Cowboys. He is not going to come in the kitchen and eat raw potatoes because he can't wait for me to finish cooking. I'm going
1: home yeah.
0: by myself, and I'm going to have yeah. to fake like I'm okay because my daughter is mourning, yeah. and um, and I'm tired, and so it was um it was not good. <laughs> I, I wish yeah. I could put it, and so when it when it comes to that, I never lost my love for God. I questioned Him, I questioned His faith, um, um, I um, I questioned a lot of things, but I, yeah. but the most important thing is I believed in Him. I believed He loved me, but more than anything, I said, you know what, God, I know I'm acting like a problem child. Um, But what I do know is you know what I'm going through, and I think my love increased because I said, God, I have just screwed up. You are probably sitting up there really tripping this off of, are you really listening to Beyonce right now? I'm like, yes, I am. And, um, And he would be like, okay, okay, I understand. And he was just so understanding, so patient. And he didn't beat me up. He didn't punish me. And he let me make a few mistakes but never let me go so far as to destroy the woman of God he had made me be. He's just like, Sonia, I got you. I, I'm, I'm hiding you under the flax. Don't want nobody to see none of this, but I'm going to hide you under the flax just like Rahab did for the spies. And when it's your time, you can come from under it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Mm-hmm.
2: Another question we have Is from Michelle uh, From Alabama uh, she told, When you with a loss um, Especially when you have children How do you comfort Your children and get them To understand the loss But also being able to express How they're feeling During the loss
0: um, The thing with One, my daughter was well, when my sister passed, my daughter was eighteen, so my daughter was older.
1: Okay. Um And I okay. also
0: have, um, I have my husband was married before, so he has okay. um, two other children, and okay. they were older, and um, and 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 it was <laughs> so many things. Um, I I promised myself I'm I'm not going to get teary eyed, but I've got to be the yeah. most emotional creature. But I remembered um. My husband, when his daughter, his oldest daughter, got married, and I remember after the fact this look on his face, and he was in tears. And as I look at it, I say, I wonder if he knew that this was really going to be his last dance with his daughter. Mm -hmm. And I I had to say that, Mm -hmm. one, they have a beautiful mother. Number two, they have an awesome God. And the best that I can do is be available, to be present, and to be understanding. A lot of times Mm -hmm. when we go through struggles, our job ain't to sit up here and preach to people. And a lot of times God takes us through things so that we can be sensitive. Everybody doesn't want you to fix them. Some people just want you to understand and not be judgmental and um, and just to be there to listen. And with my daughter having had to go through it twice because her auntie was like her mother and she was 18 years old on her way to college, um, we had to really be confident in those things that we instilled in them in faith. And um, <laughs> my daughter's real quiet, but I think she dealt with it the best way she can, but probably the greatest gift my biological daughter could have received is she has the most awesome husband in the world and I remember telling him I'm like James I bet you wasn't expecting this when you um, asked to marry my daughter Um, Mm -hmm. he felt guilty because he wanted my husband to marry him and my daughter but my husband Mm -hmm. passed away before he could do that and he blamed Mm -hmm. himself and I'm like James (laughs) don't do that and what you find is when other people are weak and just when you think you can't hold on any longer, somehow God gives you this strength
4: and and you're
0: sitting up there saying, God, I really need to know why am I not breaking down right now? And God says, because it's not you. I just need you to, this is me keeping you together until you can minister to your children. And when you finish, then you can go back in your room and cry. And, it's just how he does. When I say God steps in and his spirit is so alive and the most thing I can tell people to feel, don't fake it and and just be everything that you are. Don't don't feel bad because you feel bad. That's the biggest mm-hmm. mistake you can make is when right. you feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mhm.
2: Do you think, um, Sonia, that some people also feel bad for feeling good some days? You know, like I'm having a good day. And so some people may feel bad because they feel like, okay, I feel good today, even though I've I've, I've suffered a loss, but I, I feel good today. So do you think sometimes dealing with the loss, people have a hard time accepting that happy, that, that good feeling that may come Every once in a while,
0: I I think it varies. Each person's situation is unique, um, yeah. And I do think I think there are people who feel guilty, not bad yeah. about feeling yeah. good because they feel like they are betraying something,
1: um, right. And
0: there can be so many dynamics. Sometimes your family can try and make you feel bad. It's like oh, and sometimes you got to go to your family. It's like you know, I'm gonna need you to go, Um, because the truth of the matter is, um, and even in the writing of this book, um, I've tried to keep it like really, really low. And it's like I feel good, but yet and still I'm trying to be so low key, because there is part of me that feels like. Should I still be mourning, or um, is it okay for me to um, rise again? Um, is it okay for good things to be happening to me? And then just as quickly as I say those thoughts, and um, and I have to call out um, um, three of my friends' names, Tammy, Jeannie, and Miranda, um, they will tell me, Girl, let me tell you something. So whenever they start something with, let me tell you something, you're not, <laughs> sure, you're not sure what's coming after that.
4: Right. And,
0: and they, remind, they remind me, and they say, Sonia, do you remember when we came to your house? Do you remember when you had to spend a night at other members' house for three weeks at a time because you couldn't even live in your own house? Wow. Do you remember when you stayed in the bed, no shower, For an entire week. Do you remember Mm -hmm. when you lost 20 pounds within a month because you would not eat? And now you're going to feel bad because you're doing good? Mm
4: -hmm. And for Mm -hmm. all
0: those people who can't appreciate your rise or the fact that you are finally doing something and that you're not in the gutter anymore.
1: Right, right
0: well i choose not to disclose what they said but um mm-hmm. <laughs> and i have to re- and i have to remind myself and i'm serious yeah. grief um and it's more detailed in the book it has to be personal you have yeah. to do it for you and and if 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 god is in it and and your faith is in it they'll come around if they don't come around that's on them because you were the one who went through the pain and you were the one who laid in that bed for weeks on and weeks out. You were the one who lost your car and lost your house and had to file bankruptcy and still living with your mama because you can't afford to get a house yet. You're the one who went eight months without a job because whatever. And while you were going through all of this, you got, you got good cards and lovely cards, and we love you. And after one month, the calls stopped. The cards stopped. And then after that, the people wanted to know, well, haven't you gotten over it yet? And that's when you walk out the building um, before you end up walking in a prison. And so um, you have to do it for yourself. You have to know yourself. And God will reveal to you your strength, and he will reveal to you when you're ready. And if you're attuned to him,
2: you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Excuse me. And what I want to do is um, I want to take a little break, um, but we're going to come back. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're actually going to bring in our buddy, uh, Mr. Kevin. And uh, Kevin. let him share some, yes. some insight with us uh, this evening as well. And we'll be back with more on um, you guys, of course, uh, with Sonia right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hope oh,
1: bless and bless. My face on my feet, but a still small boy speaks to me and calms the cover of my raging fear.
2: And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful butterfly. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Uh, that was national recording artist Darlene McCoy. Um, you guys can go and connect and follow her on Twitter at uh, Darlene McCoy. Uh, she is also um, the host. Of praise uh, on Praise 94.5 out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, where she is the host of the Nightly Spirit that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you guys. And so make sure you guys go and support her, connect with her, all of those great things. And uh, speaking um, of support, uh, Ms. RT would like invite you guys um, to a literary affair, uh, the first annual book event that she's putting together, taking place uh, in Yassini, um South Carolina. Uh, that's going to be March of the... Here, uh, ninth through the tenth, uh, she is welcoming authors. Uh, you're more than welcome to purchase tables to set up vendors so that you may sell your books, your products um, to um, avid readers who will be there as well. Um, you guys can go to um, a literary affair dot net uh, to purchase your tickets and to get more details on this event, or you can connect with Ms. That's spelled M I Z. Author. T um on Facebook and she will um give you all the information that you need as well. And so tonight, you guys, we are on with Sonya Young, you guys, and um in the back uh corner <laughs> we have Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kevin L. Garner uh senior as well um on here joining us this evening. And so Kevin, um I have to ask you, um, how did you and Sonya Connect, and what was it um, about her personal story um, that you said, you know what, this this book has to get published.
5: Well, thank you so much, Bianca, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I, I would say that the um, connection was a God thing.
1: Um,
5: yeah. I posted, a, um, I made a a post on Facebook uh, regarding. Mm-hmm. Books, you know. Um, being the owner of BKT Publishing House, I put a post right. out. Sonia replied to the post, and she and I had a conversation. And in that conversation, immediately, I knew I wanted to do this project with her because she reminded me of myself. I had gone through something very similar to Sonia. I understood. Uh, I understood where she was uh, because I had been there before. Right, I had been in a place where. Um, losing my father, as well as uh, I went through a nasty divorce. And I tell everybody, yeah. divorce really is death. It's just like going mourning uh, the the loss of someone in your life as far as death. Mm-hmm. Divorce is different. Great. And <clears throat> going through the mourning of losing my first wife, uh, you know, I went through that stage exactly yeah. what Sonya talked about. I didn't want to go to church because you can imagine I'm – I'm the past I was the former pastor of that church and Right. I, I couldn't go to church without remembering and seeing things and she's not there and so even as I was listening to Sonya just a few moments moments ago, I'm like, gosh, she's really almost capturing my entire emotions. I went through that rebellion moment, want to hear God, I didn't want to pray. I'm like you know, you know God, we we don't really have nothing to say, you know, to each other right now. And these are the, those real moments that
1: right. most right. people
5: never call me, you know, because like if they saw me in the public and they go, "Hey Bishop Garner, hey Poppy Garner, God bless you, my brother. It's good to see you, man. I'm I'm glad to see you." And in my heart and in my mind, I'm like, man, God, why did I have to see them? I ain't really want to talk. I don't want to talk to nobody. That's that realness. That song you. Is this being in this? So I knew it was a God thing immediately when she told me the story. She didn't have to convince me much. Uh, she, she thought she had to convince me much uh, of, like, really get me sold on the ideal of publishing her book. But it was published in my mind the moment I talked to her. Five minutes after talking to her, I knew I wanted to, to, to do business with her. Absolutely. She wanted to quit. She literally tried to quit at one time because it was, it was kind of tough on her. And I got to tell this quick story. So she wants to quit. She sends me this uh, email telling me she thanked me for um, whatever, everything that I've done. But um, I'm pretty sure you've got other authors who are better that are lined up, and you can sort of move on with them. And we will do mm-hmm. this one day in life. And I totally ignored her and just basically told her, hey, I'm, I'm expecting Chapter 1 in, in like another week or two <laughs> Right. No. <laughs> it was a god? Thing. Kevin it definitely was a god.
2: Thing. Kevin, Kevin was like, "I'm not listening." Like,
5: <laughs> it
2: is due on a certain day, and so for you, Sonya, did you did you try to like pull away from it um, because it got too deep, or what was your reasons for kind of wanting to throw in the towel early on?
0: Um, I think I wanted to throw it in because initially it started off <clears throat> as just me needing to express my pain um, mm-hmm. and what I was going through. Uh, I always liked to write, and um, and it really wasn't the book that I, I, I intended on writing. I do have another right. project, but this wasn't the one, but I was grieving, and writing is how I get things out of me and so I right. just happened to post it on Facebook and a few people liked it and I didn't know I'm like yeah they're liking it because their church members is in that contract you know and <laughs> so um it didn't intend start that way so it was really me just saying getting out you know it's like I was screaming for help yeah. um as best as I could I really I think I, again doing it for other people it's like I wanted. And, I, and I'm, I'm tell you, my church, New Kingdom Christian Ministries. I love. First of all, me and my husband founded New Kingdom. They are my. Though I'm not the pastor, they are my children. And um, and I wanted so much for my kids to understand that their mother had not abandoned them. I have mm-hmm. not given you up for adoption. Mommy just isn't feeling well right now, and right. that was the only way I could express it. Um, without being in a group setting and mm-hmm. without ruffling feathers and i didn't feel want to hear nobody's excuses or well, let me tell you what you need to do because the next mm-hmm. comment out of my mouth is You don't want to tell me what you, you you don't want to hear what I need you to do but i put that's right. where it started and but nonetheless um it started that way, but then there's also you know it's like i'm I'm not all right I can't do this. And it's like, right. what's this dude doing on Facebook anyway? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, and 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 um, and I'm like, I hope he's, a, a, a you know, a, a sham or something. And this is just because I really was not <laughs> expecting it because I wasn't expecting to write a book. I'm like, dude, right. I'm just, which you don't know, I'm really venting. It, it, this is a vent. This is not a book. And so <laughs> I just kind of luckily sent it to him and he texts me back and I'm like, Oh, God. And so, um, but then once he started, and and he was like, um, and I did, I was like, um, I was like, you know, trying to look up lawyers, and it's like, okay, son, you need to figure out a way to get a loan, because you're going to surely have to pay him back for his contract, and Mm -hmm. you might be in debt for 20, 30 years, but you're not doing this. Um, (laughs) and, um, and, um, And so I did, and I'm like, it was almost the the word said one thing, but my thoughts said like, here you go, and um and um and and I'm like, and I really think you should look at other arcs. I'm not ready yet, um and he ignored me. Um I think he just pretty much <laughs> hung up on me in a text message, and I'm like, and I'm sitting <laughs> on the porch like, I know. Did he hear? I know he did. Wait a minute, he don't know me, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> just really tripping. I'm like, right. did he tell me no? And um and so he did. And so I'm like, Oh God and so that meant and I think the fear was, um, you're gonna make me feel, aren't you? You're gonna make me write <laughs> and then you're gonna right. make me feel and then you're gonna make me feel this stuff all over again and right. um and I don't want to feel. I don't want to remember none of this and um and I'm tired of your little deadlines and stop calling me and I'm not going to answer the phone today. And, um, but he was relentless. And so always encouraging. It was like, he believed in me. I don't know what he Mm -hmm. believed in, but he believed in me and, um, and I did it. And, and, and this might not be good. Um, But I'm telling you Transparency can be your greatest weakness Or your biggest fall Um, You know After the book I struggled Um, Is it good enough Um, My husband Was a great man I loved him And he lived a great life Yes was he perfect No but he was perfect for me But he has a phenomenal life Phenomenal leader And I know that that is a story I want to tell, but at the same time, um, it was like, um, you know, I, it was just this, this fear. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this, and um, and expectations. I don't. I felt like I've disappointed folks. And it's like, yeah. I don't know what y'all are looking for from me. Y'all keep saying, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to write. I'm like, just because a sister write a paragraph don't mean she knows how to write a book. So I think <laughs> I struggle with that expectation that people, and I have to con- constantly remind myself, Sonia, why are you doing this? Are you doing this to help people? Are you doing this? Because you want to be successful, because you want to make money. Now, okay, act like you didn't hear that, um, Bishop Garner. Um, but
5: I, <laughs> but, I'm in first to save souls. I'm in publishing to make business, so uh, to make money. So I, I, I wanted you to want to make money, not not just uh, you know throw something out there in the atmosphere. So, you know, I was able to separate the difference between what is ministry, what is ministry for me, and what is business for me. BKG, and that's
0: why yeah i need him for the business part um (laughs) definitely (laughs) and he and i'm gonna tell you he is i've never seen a publisher like him i've never seen anyone invested not in the product but in the producer
2: of the product
0: um and you don't find that most people are just about but this gentleman listen to me cry and I'm like, He gonna fire me. I know he gonna fire me and you know, many times I was calling him not about so what about this chapter? And then he'd be like, Sonia, I haven't heard from you in two days and I'm like, That's on purpose. Um and so um he helped me get through the book because writing of the book and remembering the stories was very difficult and there were things that I thought I was a little bit better at but I hadn't quite gotten there. But with his help I got closer and closer and closer towards healing. And I do believe I'm making pro I know I'm making progress. And I'm and I'm grateful for that. And I have to make sure that I do not mistake the difference between success and achievement. Because Absolutely. I've already achieved beyond a shadow Absolutely. of a doubt. And um Absolutely. and I need to be good with that and um and Bishop Garner has just um if um you know, God first, but if it were not for him, I would not have done I would not have done this what whatsoever. And I don't fool myself into thinking I won't still have a few ups and downs. It's called right. progress. Everybody Absolutely. progresses. But there's one thing I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt. I am a whole lot better now than I was two years ago. And um, and I am so grateful because that gives me hope that, guess what, Sonia, if you're better now, you can get a little bit better. And Absolutely. the bottom line is I must be kind to myself. I have to be patient with myself and never, never, I can't give up. I cannot okay. give up
5: at all. That, okay. that is yeah. You know, you know, Bianca, I, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm acting like a host. I just jumped in oh, there. Oh, you're like, fine. <laughs> Look, you
2: right on You're going to be my, my
1: co-host. <laughs>
5: you know, I, I want to say uh, two couple of things real quick. One, um, it's amazing that I treat every single author that is signed with me the exact same way.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
5: I mean, when someone asked me, uh, one of my authors asked me, Guy says um, Man when do you live And I said I'm living through every one of you Who are writing these books mm. These people These these Individuals that God has sent To me Don't understand that Prior to starting BKG Publishing House I was searching for my next vein in God I was searching for all right, God, I have been preaching coming up 23 years. uh, And I love church. I love the the preaching and all of that. But I I needed a new new assignment. I'm like, God, I need something new, something different. And when God told me to establish BKB Publishing House, it was as if uh, it was um, a new ministry to me, opening a door for me to where it's like, okay, And now I get a chance to see everyday average people fulfill their dream of writing and getting a book published. I get to see the transformation of where they started in the writing. Um, I dive in and do some coaching with them and to see the finished product, every single one of these books. And I have to tell the truth, it almost feels like a little baby to me. It feels like, Mm -hmm. you know, I start to think, gosh, this is a wonderful thing. I, I watched this lady's story uh, right. from from email form to Word Microsoft Word form to so now it's in a actual book. So it's a beautiful transformation. That and I enjoy the self reward of being a part of it. But I'm humble with it as well. And, and I'm I'm behind the scenes with these uh, authors, working with them. And one of the things about uh, Sonya's book Every Blue Moon, Living Beyond the Pain. Uh, it was just a real story, and I, I like the uh, the highlights of of, of coping with um, you know a, a major loss in your life or the challenges of faith. And that one that that was my favorite highlight, which is the challenges of faith, because people religion have taught us all to pretend that we're okay and that we're strong. <laughs> And and we we verbally said, even though we don't really feel that, and and so it it really prohibits your growth and prohibits you from being healed because if you don't if you yourself don't even know that you're a sick, but you are sick, and you're lying to yourself, you're going to stay in a sick place, and the only thing you're going to do is psychologically you're just going to become immune to it to where it feels normal. But outwardly in your behavior towards others, people will see the change and say, this is not the same lady. This is not the same guy. And mm-hmm. But to really heal, you have to be transparent, you know, transparent. Absolutely. You have to say, <laughs> you know what? That's what I like about David. You know, David was so honest with God. David was not that type of dude that got up and said these wonderful prayers that made everybody around him say, he's such a nice guy. God, I mean, David really told God the truth. I'm not feeling this this way, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is the way, and he was so transparent in the Book of Psalms. And so that's what this book reminds me of. It reminds me of the realness of David. And I, I would, I would honestly admonish all of your listeners, all of the supporters, go to BKT Publishing website and get this book. It's phenomenal. It is phenomenal.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, um, Sonya, for you, um, when people go out and they purchase this book, <clears throat> they read this book, um, and they read your story, they read your journey, what is it your hope um that people gain more importantly than anything, um, from this book? Um,
0: that it's it's okay. I know yeah. those are very two simple words, but it's okay. Because the biggest thing that hinders us from wanting to continue or move forward is thinking that we're not. Because right. the minute we think that we're not, then we think, okay, so I don't fit in, so mm-hmm. maybe I should fit out. Um,
1: right.
0: I'm not okay, so. Since I don't fit in, maybe I don't belong here, and mm-hmm. you know. And I remember I had a motto, and I said, you know, I said I have an announcement to make, and it's like I'm not okay, and I need y'all to be okay with that, and <laughs> and and that's okay, and and that was yeah. so refreshing. It's like I am not okay. Good, I have made the confession. And now that I know that I'm not okay, I can move towards, I need y'all to be know that I'm not okay. And I need y'all to not make me feel bad that I'm not okay. Because the truth of the matter is, I have a reason not to be okay. I didn't say I was going right. to give up. I just said, no, I'm not okay. And I'm tired of smiling because my mouth hurts. And, um, and there's not enough mint to keep in my mouth to make me smile forcefully and um, and I, and again don't be scared to say his name um, you know don't tiptoe around me because I might cry I might not but when you you know and again it's in the book it's just um, you really just have to do you I know that sounds so uneducational but you if it's okay to do you and it's no case Absolutely. to love you, and um okay. and the minute that you do that, then you start setting those priorities. Because what I know now is, at the end of the day, the little things. I remember texting my daughter a picture yesterday. I spent a very nice, quiet New Year's Eve and Christmas. Um, you know, um, and I had a um bag of um checks um party mix. Um, I had some Reese's chocolate and I had a crushed strawberry soda and I took a picture of it and sent it to my daughter. I said, now this is the life. I said, enjoying <laughs> the simple things. And, yeah. and, um, and I texted her the picture and I'm like, who would have thought that Chex mix chocolate and crush would be like cool. <laughs> and, um, and, and again, the, um, and very quickly, you know, one of the most difficult things is when I was so, and it's not that I'm, I'm pushed out of ministry, but I was such a partner in ministry with my husband. You know, mm-hmm. I did the the worship call, I did the teaching, I did the small groups, I introduced him when he had to preach, I um, I did the counseling, I ran the daycare. That's gone, and when all of that was my perp, and and, and when I say it's gone, I'm just not ready for it yet. It, it right. I don't know what will happen I I, I don't right. predict the future but what people don't realize is that not only did I lose my husband I lost my purpose and, right. and purpose means everything and when you lose that much of yourself and you're left to nothing you know and I praise God because I said God thank you I think you knew what you were doing when you gave me a daughter and then because you made certain that I had I always loved. I have this little girl that needs me, that loves me, and that depends on me. And um, and forgive me, got to give a shout out, because if I don't, I'm going to hear it. But I'm just grateful for my daughter, Erica, my son-in-law, James, who the minute that my husband passed away, he never left their house. As a matter of fact, I inquired after two weeks. I'm like, Erica, um, so when is James going home? And she's like, Mom, he's not. I'm like, okay. Um, but he it's like he took over the role of my husband. And I'm like, yes, he can marry you. And um, because it was just me and my daughter. There was no man in the house. My husband took care of everything. My son, yeah. um, I call him my co-son, Lee and my daughter, Ariel. Though they were my stepkids, they don't treat. They still are active in my life. My in laws, sister in law, brother in law, and um, and and even my husband, my late husband, just lost his mother, and now my mm-hmm. father in law is dealing with the loss of his wife and his son wow. in two years time. But for mm-hmm. some reason, when they called me and said, "Sonia, can you come over?" God gave me the strength to be able to. Help the family transition through this. So you just never know what God is doing inside of you. And my church family, um, I know sometimes they don't know. I know sometimes they don't understand because sometimes I don't. I do the very best that I can, but it never negates the love that I have for them and everything that they have poured into my life. And I want them to know they will always mean The world to me they and regardless of whether my husband is here or not or if i'm still there whatever they will always be my children always be my children because they were my children in faith and i was their mother and my love for them will be never ending and i'm just grateful for oh my gosh, just uh you know god knows what he's doing There is a God and I am not him. And I'm so grateful that I'm not.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs)
2: Yes. Uh, Kevin, so for the folks out here who want to purchase this book, um, tell them where they can go to purchase uh, this incredible book um, by Sonya.
5: Thank you so much, Bianca. And we appreciate uh, you and your platform that, you yeah. have allowed us to uh, Come on to your show I listen to you now since my interview I, I listen in sometimes When I get a free moment So thank you and you're doing such a great yeah. job Brock. Appreciate you yeah. um, And and by the way uh, Bianca, I voted for you So I hope then I hope These guys were doing the <laughs> Best show thing I want to put it on record I voted for you immediately Right away Okay. No one uh, told me you. I could vote. No one
0: sent me a ballot. What's that all about? Where's you, my vote? I think it
2: was. Do, do, I, I think it was before we connected. <laughs> I,
0: I can't do it. What about the absentee ballot? Nothing. <laughs>
1: we have to get you an absentee one.
5: <laughs> Incredible, but I tell you, uh, for everyone that's listening. Uh, that want to support Sonya, want to read this incredible, uh, fascinating book, uh, you can go to uh, bkgpublishing.com, which is our company's website. You can purchase it there. Uh, Our uh, support team will definitely ship the book to you immediately. Uh, You can also go to amazon.com and click the search bar, put in every blue moon, or you can type in Sonya's full name, RBKG Publishing House, and her book also uh, can be purchased from Amazon, and um, Amazon will ship the book out to you immediately. You can also mm-hmm. um, get this book at uh, Google Books. Uh, we, we, it's uh, also on uh, Bonds & Nobles' website, so you can go to Bonds & Nobles, mm-hmm. Amazon, so Kem to Fire, those of you that uh, want to uh, read the book immediately, let's say you don't want to wait and you want to read it right now tonight, uh, you can go right now to um, to and Noble uh, or either go to Kindle Fire and download it as a ebook, and you can actually start your journey of, of reading her book immediately today. Uh, it's also on iTunes Books, uh, Google Play, Google Store. Uh it's it's out there and we are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and I do have um
0: the book signings as well.
5: Absolutely. Okay. I was just about to tell them Yes, that. please oh, do,
0: please do mainstream. share that
5: information.
0: <laughs> yeah. Say that again. Oh, um book signings. I have um book signing on January um twenty first, um okay. at twelve o'clock noon. Um, and it will be on my Facebook page, um, and it's going to be at St. John's um, UCC, which is at um, three oh five old Circle, which is in Richmond, Virginia, um, 23220, and um, that's at 12 noon. And then I have another book signing, which is at my church, um, and that's going to be at New Kingdom Christian Ministries, um, 3200 Dill Avenue, a.k.a. The Dill. Um, Richmond, Virginia, two three two two two, and that is at two o'clock p.m. and um, and at that time you can actually you know purchase a book it uh, purchase a book there at one of the two um, book signings as well and like I said you can always check out my Facebook page um, 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 just look at our name Sonya S A N Y A Buster Young um, and um, and hopefully um, you know, any information about that will be on my Facebook page. And I'm certain that um, Bishop Garner has every bit of information there is to know about me, short of my blood type. And, <laughs> you know, and you can go through that way too. Yes.
5: Absolutely. I definitely want to add to this and just say that uh, to all of the gentlemen who are listening come out to the book sign and meet this beautiful beautiful woman okay there you it's, go it's, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry
4: it's,
0: i told you I was going to slip i told I warned you i warned you
1: <laughs> she was trying so to be good
2: like, kevin she was
1: trying to be good <laughs>
2: it's,
0: no,
5: you know, I, I, I like yeah it's like
0: all the single ladies okay go ahead continue uh, <laughs> no this
5: this part is the truth i feel like any good man who is interested in Sonia should buy at least ten books. You should buy one for yourself. Nice
0: marketing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yourself
5: and <laughs> nine books. You should go and find someone who's reading, someone in your family, someone at your coworker, and you should give away the other nine books to individuals. I think that will definitely get a sparkle. And so in his eye. and she might look your way. I don't know. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps he's
2: just putting it out there. You know, Put I, it
0: out I, there.
5: I, I mean, I'll even do
0: my hair. I'll do my hair. Yes, I
1: will.
5: <laughs> um, oh, I tell you, this has been a joy.
1: This
2: has been a joy. Absolutely it delightful yeah yes. Sonia I definitely wanna thank you for coming on here um and sharing uh sharing your story um because I know that it has definitely inspired and encouraged someone um listening tonight and Kevin, I definitely thank for thanks for, uh for you for putting this connection together um and connecting me with sonia um and bringing her on the platform and uh, I look forward to uh seeing greatness. Um, out of both of you guys and uh, Sonya, I definitely would love to have you come back on here um, again soon. Uh, definitely feel free to contact me. We would love to have you back on here. And I'm looking forward uh, to seeing uh, this book manifest into other great opportunities um, as well. And I will be putting uh, the information um, where you guys can go to purchase uh, this book as well on my page, uh, the Bianca Fly page and the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so that um, listeners will have an opportunity to go purchase it um, it as well. And so I hope that uh, 2018 um, is an incredible, incredible year uh, for you, Sonia. And uh, just once again, thank you so much for being a part of the show.
0: And thank you. You have been just such the most gracious um, host. Um, Very kind, very easy um, to speak with, Um, and I do so wish you so much and many wonderful things in in your future. You're doing wonderful work, especially by giving a voice to those who um, may not have one. Um, We have so much untapped talent, and um, and I'm glad that you are humble enough to um, not consider it um, a robbery to lift someone else up.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, I hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your evening. And I'll be talking with you both again soon. And as always, uh, feel free to come back over on the Beautiful Butterfly Show anytime. And you guys have a great rest of your evening. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay. okay. All right, you guys, that was our Sonia Buster Young. Uh, make sure you guys go connect with her on Facebook. You can also connect uh, with owner and CEO of BKG um, Publishing House, um, Kevin L. Garner Sr. on Facebook as well. Um, And maybe you have a book. Maybe you have a book out here that you want to get published. Uh, Connect with him um, and see what BKG uh, Publishing House can do for you guys as well. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, Same time, same place right here on the beautiful butterfly show i appreciate each and one of you for tuning in this evening have an incredible weekend stay warm stay safe if you don't have to go outside don't go outside because it's frigid you guys uh so i am bianca fry i'll see you guys next time
1: The living words they Come on. you are
5: Come on, Houston, you can say what time
1: with us a
5: Somebody say
1: We'd like to call you.